Never in the history of the world have the merchants of obscenity had available to them the modern facilities for disseminating this filth. Disseminating this filth. The onslaught of the communist masters of deceit. Bingo. Sluts. Inco. Comma. Sluts. Inco. Comma. Sluts. Inco. Comma. Sluts. Well, hello. We're on the new recorder. I believe. Yeah, so uh, the sound should be better this time. This time. This time. We're no longer lo-fi, we're hi-fi. Hi-fi-delity. Yep. Yep. The type of sound equipment studios spend hundreds of dollars for. (laughs) Yeah, I've got to, we got to admit it, guys, we are... We are hundred heirs. Hundred heirs. Yeah. So that is it. I mean, you know, like we're perso- not personally, real not, estate on the not California due to the coast. Patreon because that would never pay for this. But yes, personally, we all have hundreds of dollars to our names. I know. I hate to brag. Why are you looking at me? I wasn't sure if you did. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, how rude one. of me to assume you're right. The poor one. I mean. The economy is just shambles. That's true. And I'm a lonely delivery driver. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that means but you now I can hold are a mic all away not from donating when I drink. enough to the Patreon. That means that I have clout. Look, send money to the Patreon and we'll make Steve do some feet shots on OnlyFans before they shut yep, it down, I'll, baby. I'll put my <laughs> Hobbit feet on there. Look, someone's into it. Too many people are into it. Tony's into it. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, my dog is into it. She's, she's really she's into my She's a foot feet. fetishist. Yeah. Gross, Tony. Yeah, the grossest type she's of like, human. Don't kink shame me. Don't it's a kink. Me. Tony, I wasn't Wait, even thinking is that. Tony Russian? Did you just uh, do no. a Russian accent for Tony? No, Tony's accent is based primarily on my friend's mom. I always thought so, of Tony Greek, as... So, Greek, but um, like a, it's a very... This woman particularly had this very like flowery sort of accent. I always thought of her as the uh, Saturday Night Live Versace character. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I think that's fair. Versace. Yeah. Well, speaking of Versace... To introduce, Miss Introducer. Yeah, I know. Hello, welcome to Pinko Kami Salats. We are in person again. <laughs> you realized you, like, opened it. Marlo's opening a bottle He's of wine. He's opening a bottle of wine. In honor of we, us well, being we've together. We've got mics, already, and I we've got headphones, and we're physically in person, but we are, like, fawns learning to walk for the first time, just very, very awkward. I probably haven't done the levels in this little recorder properly. No, no, you're um, not going to hear me at all, but you'll hear all of Marlo. We should hear you. These are uh, dynamic mics, right? I'm hearing you in the cans, right. as they say. <laughs> very nice. <laughs> very nice. And you can be like, 
turn me up in my headphones. Yo, turn me up. Call them the cans. That's radio speak. Yo, you've got nice cans on your head. That's not how you use that word, Stephen. I really upset though, guys, because we got this new equipment, but it doesn't all go together how it should. Nope. So yeah, the mic so stands anyway, can't fit the mic thingy. Sign so up we're just for the free Patreon, and you'll it. have Craigslist information on our unusable mic stands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or I'll Resold. just buy the yeah. thing that connects them. Mic stands for sale, never used. Mic stands for a very sad story. Oh, we should call that the episode. The title of it. Mm. <laughs> Very proud All of right. himself on that one. Yeah. I, I am, and you should be too. I think Marlo's having a hard time because he can't play speed chess while he's recording while I we're in person. It, like, <laughs> I, it wasn't a challenge. It wasn't a challenge. And also, sorry. Marlo doesn't speed chess when he's. No, no, I, I, I do. I'm, oh. I'm just you got to keep the mic in your... Oh, sorry. I, I try and look at you as I'm talking. Don't do that. The mic is all that's important here. Yeah. Just the sound of your own voice knocking around in those cans. Yep. Yeah, radio. Oh, guys, a stranger wants to send me a message. Uh-oh. Sexy. Show us what it is. It Tell us. It's just a show flyer. It's not even like, hi, I want to meet Make you. Make something up. Improvise. Wait, now that you told me to, I'm not going to. Yeah. Out of spite. <laughs> I never. No, I only improvise when it's a scam, a true one coming from my heart. What's uh, a good What's a good scam that you've done? Uh, I appreciate the idea of scamming way more than... I can scam myself. I can only scam if I feel like I'm getting over on the man. I feel like it's pretty cool that when you use the self-checkout at a store, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of times you can just steal. Yeah. So, oh, yeah easily. easily steal. And in fact, I've heard some people say that you should steal mm. because it's the right thing to do in that situation. Yeah. And my favorite thing when I worked at Whole Foods was because they would have middle-aged women that were watching over the self-checkout just so that couldn't happen. And I really liked it when they would catch somebody and they would run out in the middle of the parking lot and like beat them over the head with something. See, it's like, first of all, that shouldn't be anybody's job. Yeah, I thought they were specifically instructed to not follow shoplifters. for. It depends on like municipality. Yeah, this was a suburban store in Princeton. So, Oh yeah, I applied to work there. I did work there. You know, I didn't see the movie Brazil because I was interviewing to work at that Whole Foods. Did you watch it later? No, I never saw the end of Brazil. And it's all because of that Whole Foods. The end of Brazil is pretty good. Yeah, the the beginning and middle was good. Yeah. I enjoyed it immensely. Is Marlo spitefully playing chess right now? I am. This is what you've done, Bunny. Now he's not going to participate in anything. No, I've been participating like a motherfucker. I'm also up in night in a pond, so there's that. <laughs> there is that. There is there that. There is that. Yeah, that we're all privy to. Yeah. Yep. Look, we've all got attention issues where maybe it's easier 
to play a game of chess <laughs> <laughs> while you're having a conversation. Absolutely. Well, That's, this is your fault because you shaming him, telling him he couldn't I, do it. Yeah, he's doing it. He's at, doing it out of spite. I wasn't spite. saying that he couldn't do it. I was saying like he was so used to doing it that he was now like, oh. And now he's reflexively. Oh, yeah. fuck. Is he losing? Yeah. 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 Well, Bunny. We all learned a valuable lesson about playing chess at certain times. Don't do it when you're distracted. Uh-huh. Don't do it when you're distracted. It's, it's Bunny, a recipe for a disaster. Bunny and I can talk about the witches, though. Yeah, we can. Yeah. The witches of Reddit. The witches of Reddit. Now, uh, specifically, I believe we want to talk about the witches of Reddit who are throwing out calls, announcing their intention yes. to hex the Taliban. Yes. And uh, if you want, I could bring it up and read it. Please. It was quite good. All right. You just give us some context, though. Well, I mean, in terms of what? Why we. they would. <laughs> we. Like, are we starting with 9 11? <laughs> yeah, like why? Why the Taliban? Or <laughs> this seems I think this to be is a, in a long that's... line of uh, you know of the nexus of I think what's summed up as like witch talk. This online young millennial Gen Z witchcraft that sort of like runs the gamut from you know like true believers to outright scammers to like very earnest practitioners to people just talking some bullshit <laughs> yes and and then of the people talking bullshit some of them know they're talking bullshit and others are like no this is very good it's very good magic with a K. So, uh, magic with a K. A while back, there was a thing where a bunch of baby witches were like, We're going to hex the moon. <laughs> and it didn't make any sense. Like, I don't know what the moon did that like, they thought was going to help or whatever, but. Um, Gotta hex something. But it certainly seemed like a funny thing for. Wasn't it also for the Supreme Court? So, I want to separate. People who are quote unquote witches who do actual activism, whatever. There are some groups that are in this vein that I wouldn't disparage. What I want to talk about are the people who sort of very, very flippantly like learn a little bit about quote unquote witchcraft, whether that's Wicca, whether that's some shit they saw on the internet, whether that's like doing a full cultural appropriation on somebody. Green face. Uh, all this stuff. They go like holy roller where they're like literalist about it, where they're like bad person. We should hex bad person. So if you were to agree that some degree of magic is real and there are practitioners out there, etc. I would wait a moment and imagine that possibly those witches and warlocks and whatnot uh, may have already tried to curse, hex, whatever, ex-bad guy, ex-warlord, whatever, you know? So I think it's in that same vein. It is. Um, and it's very, okay, you imagine you have energetic powers where through focusing your intention, you could affect 
bad guys around the world. And you're picking the Taliban? Yeah, what does I ever do? Like, of all the bad guys, I'm just saying. You're only thinking about them because they're in the news. When uh, it's the news, you should hex. Yeah, I, I, look. All right, let me read. Let me read. To, there, I won. Yes, Marlo won. He cast this spell. Congrats, everyone. All right. Uh, this is an R slash Bewitch the Taliban. Do not face Allah alone when astral projecting. Today, while astral projecting, I summoned Allah to try and weaken him so our hexing spells would work better. He is so fucking powerful. I'm not at a power level to do this alone. I barely escaped with my life and I'm spiritually injured to a great amount, but I think I'll make it. I can't imagine what he would do to a new, unsuspecting witch. I'm scared that I have to face him again soon if I ever want to continue astral projecting. I'm currently burning, healing, incense, and drawing spiritual energy from my crystals to try and heal as quickly as possible. Please be safe, everyone. All bullshit on this. I am much stronger than I first imagined. And if we will have to do this together, if we want to slay a god. So, duh, Marlo. (laughs) You think it's uh, like it's a troll? Yes. Yeah. I mean possible but i do want to call attention to what i do think is a somewhat prevalent idea which is that allah is muslim god and not simply the god yes um and that specifically you could astral project and like try to fight this specific god and the amount of nefariousness mm-hmm. like imbued which unfortunately i think it would have been more fun if it was peppered with a little bit more detail mm-hmm. seems like this person knows very little about islam or at least isn't giving a lot away <laughs> yeah but yeah, i think it's just kind of a troll i don't know i i feel like this is just meant to make them look silly i don't know anymore though like uh the earnestness with which uh, people who want to take the idea of a hex, a curse, a spell, whatever, seriously. I don't know. It's like uh, whatever that law is. <laughs> I don't know whether it's a parody or not. Oh, Poe's law. Yeah. Poe's law, yeah. I mean, I've brought up demons like a ton of weeks in a row. Willy-nilly. Because... Yeah, but like... I've had actual conversations with people where I'm like, we're talking about demons. And in their eyes, Allah is a demon. Yes, or like a nefarious god, or like even, um, I guess, a... Which really should tell you more about this person's background than anything about Muslims. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the handshake meme, witches and Pentecostals. Yeah. Or, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of Catholicism in witches as well. It depends. With the blood stuff. First of all. The ritual, the blood. Yeah, I mean, if you're talking about, like, Latin American Catholicism and witchcraft, sure. But, like, like there's not. Church of Satan was, like, clearly created by the kids who hated going to Catholic school. Mm -hmm. And is very much designed to just say, like, oh, what if we, like, drew a big dick on the Pope? Like, what if we did it, but, like, upside down and backwards? <laughs> yeah. My favorite Christian metal song is called uh, Invert the Inverted Cross. <laughs> <laughs> 
someone can tell it's me who wrote just Hegelian. Yeah, no, it it really is actually. <laughs> it is. No, it, it super is. I should play this song for Slava Zizek sometime. Yeah, <laughs> you should. You should go to one of his readings just, with your I phone was like reading queued about up. a Christian metal band on Wikipedia, and it just like listed it in the track listings. Never listened to it. Don't even remember the band, but I do remember that title. All right, I'm looking it up right yeah. now, and we're going to listen to it. Very cool. I don't even know what kind of Christian metal this is. It's by a band called Horde, <laughs> which cool. should tell you all you need. It doesn't at all. Like, why would you call a Christian band that? Zizek, this is for you. Negate the negated cross. Oh, okay. So they're like Christian death metal. There's this black. I forget what it sounds like. It sounds like black metal. Yeah, yeah. The high pitch is black. Mm -hmm. Well, that was Invert the Inverted Cross. (laughs) Cool name for us all. Yeah, good for them. Yeah. It is good, uh, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, like I said, I could be the official DJ if you want to hook this up before every episode. I will play music. You, you well, there know, is a way to the, do it precisely that, um, also, or have a soundboard. Basically, yeah. we, we probably shouldn't just willy nilly steal people's music. Yeah. To quote, a, Prince is dead. So, whitest kids sketch that I showed Bunny Bob Dylan today. is a pedophile. Yeah, but to <laughs> quote the whitest kids sketch, I feel like there's a reason people don't do that. You're comparing it to the beer for kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. We didn't do it. Well, bu- a Trevor Bunny Moore is less familiar. What? I mean, you can well, after this it. episode, we're going to just have to watch yeah, Ways Kids You Know. I, I mean, I got to fully be honest. Uh, I didn't really watch it when it was on because I kind of knew somebody who dated one of those guys. Mm. And like, I was sort of like jealous of them <laughs> <laughs> in, my, in my early 20s. That's funny. Because uh, I uh, had been a sketch comedian myself and would have very much liked to have uh, had a show with my college like sketch comedy group. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was like one of those things where I was like, yeah. so I kind of didn't that's watch their stuff till later, but that's why I can't date the successful musician. Mm-hmm. I would be like, what was the deuce? You got famous on your band. Why didn't I get famous on my band? Yeah. It's like I don't like acting like a fan of somebody if there's like a personal connection, especially if they're doing something that I would like to do. Yeah. So I just pretend to like yeah. be unfamiliar. <laughs> but they're legitimately pretty good, mm-hmm. like 70% of the time. Yep. I give it a C minus to C plus. And by comedy standard, that's really good. Yeah. Well, Bunny's doing something. Do do do. Up, oh, she's getting her wine. Spill the wine. 
And take that pearl. Oh, one. Spell the word. Take that pearl. See, this is much better than you just Spill the wine and fuck that girl. I feel like those aren't the words. Spill the wine. Take that pearl. No, it's definitely spill the wine. Take that pearl. But I remember Uncle Phil singing it in an episode of Fresh Prince. And I feel like... Maybe it is that. Maybe that is the word. It is absolutely spill the wine and take that pearl. Yep. And it's a white guy friending a black band. Yep. Hmm. And he was in The Animals. His name was Eric Burden. And the band behind him was War. And it like was called... The concept. Like concept. <laughs> like Afghanistan. <laughs> I thought it's... Spill that wine. Spill the wine. Dig that girl. Dig that girl. Uh, take the pearl. Take the pearl. It is an oft misquoted song. Yeah. Because the actual lyrics are quite silly. Yeah. Uh, I was an actor in a famous Hollywood movie. Yeah. And then they do that one about being a lowrider. That's war, not Eric Burden in war. Yeah. Well. Okay. I said they do. I didn't say which subset of they. Low, ra, there. Rise a little higher. War is a I great really think band. that Uncle Phil said, dig that girl, though. Yeah, well, Uncle Phil is wrong. Is <laughs> absolutely take that pearl. Fresh Prince of Bell Pearl. I mean, I know you're right. I'm just like, now. Lots of people think it's dig that girl. Some yeah. strangely thinks well, it's dig that pearl, which... Uh, you don't dig for pearls. Let's unless be. you mean it's... Unless you're talking about eating pussy, I guess. <laughs> I was going to say digging into that oyster for a pearl, but, you know, same diff. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah, no. Spill the wine and eat that pussy. <laughs> yeah. But no, no, it isn't often like people don't think the lyrics are what they are for that. Like, that's a song that really. Oh, man. After this episode, we're going to watch an amazing 70s music video of that song. It is just. So good. I think of and then I'll show you the scene from Fresh Prince Filler. Yes. And we'll compare the two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you'll tell me whether they said dig that girl or take that pearl. Or and I was just like pussy. a child. Tony. Tony's in love with me. Remember that yeah, my dogs are pretty into Steve. Of Rugrats where they were being spacemen and Tommy said, this is Major Tom's to ground control. That was funny. That was a good one. One of the greatest Jewish cartoons of all time yep that's um, where i learned about hanukkah yeah not really that's where i learned about moses i learned about hanukkah yeah, from Passover Adam episode fucking rocked yeah i remember watching that with my bob she fucking loved that episode one thing i've learned in the last week is that the biggest threat to socialism is other socialists no, I've, I, I, yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess, yeah, okay, so there's, like, two places to go from there. Or or three, if you consider it contrapoints. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I don't want to consider contrapoints. <laughs> Bunny and I watched contrapoints. We did, yeah. Marlo I, I'm still, to. I still fully uh, 
I go through life by hearing about things that I sound like I would hate it, and then I don't consume it because I don't hate myself, and I like to enjoy my life. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I still, uh, despite not totally agreeing with ContraPoints, I still uh, enjoyed watching her. Um, Also, I'm, like, attracted to her, so (laughs) I, like... Yeah, I'm just sure. like, okay, I'll watch it. Um, so, and I'm aware of that. Uh, I also just think that, I don't know, there's this thing with the online left, Uh-oh. or et cetera, where Buzzword. it's like people keep looking for this amorphous, vague thing, like for one of these figures to do something. But then... Um, they do something else, like, you know, our regular... Support capitalism. Support capitalism. Um, Engage in reactionary discourse. Just- yeah, I'm, I'm going to say that I uh, absolutely thought a lot of the attacks on ContraPoints were bullshit. And I 100%, yeah, was behind her. And, like, not even... I'm not, like, against her. She's not a fucking socialist. And she... I feel like that was pretty clear from like, the get And this is what I'll say about ContraPoints, is unlike Vouch, unlike whatever, she, she doesn't constantly try and, like, fit a square peg in a round hole. She is actually pretty straightforward with what she thinks about things. And people who have assigned, like, stuff to her that she never claimed get annoyed by that but like yeah whatever she isn't a fucking socialist she released a video about how she's not a socialist and it was really long and i decided not to watch it because i I don't give a shit but like yeah i don't hate her it's whatever i i she's smart i disagree with her about stuff well i i don't think the video was about how she's not a socialist i think i think that in the video I think there's this this chasm of uh, perspective that happens where I'm very aware of and know people who are committed leftists who are up in the message where uh, just you know they're doing it, and then there are other people who care ostensibly about politics. You know, they're not. I wouldn't say they're like just full libs, but it's like they're not as invested in. In the fucking subculture. And I'm like, I hate to say it, a lot of it is fucking subculture and not actual activism and not actual organization. Uh, A lot of shit that people talk about when they're talking about this is fucking podcast drama. (laughs) And like, you know, oh, I'm sure this will come up, uh, you know, that fucking Turk. He bought a million dollars. Well, we're getting to that. We're getting to that. Yeah, no, I just think... um, But yeah, Hassan did nothing wrong there, so we'll get to that later. Well, yeah, but I I still think that, like, I hear the criticisms of ContraPoints, like, especially in regards to this most recent video, but so much of those criticisms specifically focusing on socialism are, like, she wanted to make a video like all of her other videos pretty much it's a commentary on this macro concept and she pulls in different things from philosophy and history and etc that she finds interesting or that she uses to analyze it 
but it's not necessarily some sort of like cogent political force for I I, I just feel well, like people... I don't even think that it, it it was very good at reinforcing her point her point was that envy is this driving force that is part of human nature and what do we do with that and she takes it apart she defines it she defines it apart from jealousy she defines it apart from all these other things then she brings in Nietzsche and she does a whole thing about Nietzsche and Spongebob and then she uh, draws a lot of conclusions from that. And that seems to be like the arc of her essays that she consistently goes back to, where she takes a macro issue that is justice or envy or whatever else the fuck that she has in her mind, and then she makes this hour-and-a-half-long video. And it's like writing a long essay... And she takes some examples, and then she uses the end to make some political conclusions, or is she, because she feels compelled to, based on what other people think about her channel. And in this case, she came to the conclusion that like envy was a driving political force, and that all the socialist revolutions that had come prior to this didn't dissipate envy in the end, and that pissed a lot of people off. It also attacked radical feminism in some different ways, which often gets swept under the rug because her targets were in two places that she takes issue with. I think, though, like, I mean, at least in the past, like, I want to say four or five videos she's done, which is... You know, I'm talking two and a half years back. I think she's been pretty consistent with never feeling comfortable with anything that would be considered like the label of socialist or whatever fully. And there's some aspect of it that I think I understand on this. Like uh, she lives in Baltimore. Uh, Like I do feel like there is this like the most active leftists you would see in a place like Baltimore are art school transplant kids who often have misguided notions. Often though, like you can tell she is aware and influenced by these people because they're often like more anarchist. So it's like, yes. she, she reminds me of, there's somebody I know who in his younger days, like lived in an anarchist enclave and like blah, blah, blah. And then like had this, you know, not great experience of whatever, and it's very much colored how they view the entire politics going forward. Not that they're, like, completely, you know, against it now, but they're, like, more more middling, more... But even taking, even taking that aside, I didn't know what she thought of Envy or how I should feel about Envy. And I think after watching an hour and 48 fucking minutes about a video about Envy, I should have pretty good, like, understanding of what she thinks about Envy... And what I should think about Envy. And I didn't get either one of those. And all of her examples of that kind of muddied the water more than they made it clear. And that seems to be the effect of overwriting, taking too long writing this essay. Because I think she felt like she had a lot of pressure on outdoing her last essay. And a bunch of other shit because she takes online life 
more seriously than she should. It, well, I also think it does seem like she's responding to specifically an online audience and thinks that's the only people that she has to respond to, which is fine because that's like her whole thing is responding to the online communities, et cetera, et cetera. But that doesn't make it for a good argument. I feel like there wasn't an argument. It was just like using this concept of envy to like funnel a bunch of things through. And she definitely to me, like there were missed opportunities in like some of the paths she went down. Like I mentioned to you when I watched it, uh, she should have gone more into the evil eye beliefs. Yeah, she and did et focus on that and for some reason. Because, and I'm making an, an assumption here, because she doesn't come from a culture that necessarily like takes that seriously there was a nuance of it that was missing where that directly connects with the concept of envy and how it so you're the, saying that you should be like a little contrapoint ear for the evil eye the contrapoints video would have been better if contrapoints was greek you hear heard it here first folks Natalie Theomopoulos. oh wow it's the dogs you know what that sound means folks it's a transition. <laughs> Natalie Theonopolis. Uh, Natalie Thessalonio. <laughs> Wait, what is Natalie's actual last name? Wynn. Wynn. Oh, okay. So I should be thinking of Natalie. Winopolis. Yeah, Winopolis. That's what we were going to do. That's what we were all going to do. There it is. There's we that We figured sound. out how to. It's German engineering, baby. But, um, you know what else is German engineering? My dick. Hey. Hey. Are you German, Marlo? Yes. How German? Uh, quite. As much, if not more than me? A quarter. Uh, that's way less than me. Okay. My dad is a hundo. Yeah, but, um, no, my point with, like, Natalie not being a socialist is not to insult her. Her own, uh, identification would probably not necessarily be socialist and that's fine i think she's smart i think she has a lot to say and i say this with the most not using liberal as an insult possible i think she's a very intelligent liberal um i mean yeah i'd agree i think she's too aware of the things people want her to be and that definitely like colors and, and she spent so much time on this video. But yeah, I just felt like even on the like political identity aside, there were definitely things that could have been interesting for her overall picture that she just didn't follow up on. It's like she almost got into... The evil eye. You already discussed that. Well, yeah, but more specifically, like, fears around inspiring envy and how that plays out. Because the evil eye is just an example of a superstition where the real warning is against doing things that inspire envy. Not necessarily because a supernatural evil eye or curse or spirit is coming for you, but possibly a coded warning about what... In a small village setting, what standing out too much can Having the inspire... only fen- electric fence in Bulgaria, as the saying goes. So, <laughs> can inspire in others. Like, I, I think, like, I grew up, like, with the belief that 
it's bad luck to say nice things about especially like babies or like vulnerable people like you should never satisfy babies need to well be. it's it's yeah it's just like and it always made me think like you know it's kind of sad because if you take that to the extreme you never ever can accept a compliment you can mm-hmm. never take anything in uh Mediterranean culture is a culture for developing Freudian uh, psychoses as the Sopranos (laughs) so eloquently displays. But my my point was that the conclusion that the video seemed to end on and the conclusion that most people that were socialists watched it, that watched it, concluded that Contrapoints thought that the problem with socialism was other socialists. I can see how they got there because I do think there's a part of Contra basically addressing people who are critical of her. Yes. Specifically, which is kind of this realm or world. I think that idea is just broadly out there and I'm not a fan of it. I feel like belly aching about some other leftist being too rude is sort of a distraction and a waste of time. You know, it's what the libs do. It's what... I will once again say, I do think that ContraPoints got, like, the shit end of the stick several times, and Mm -hmm. I understand why she is bitter. And, uh, like, I'm fine with bitter ContraPoints, but, like, also, yeah, I mean, sure. I I disagree with her politically, and I don't take that as a personal affront. I don't expect to agree with everyone politically. But I just wanted a better essay. I wanted her to like write more things I wanted, that, that like backed up her central thesis. I don't care at all about a thesis or an argument. I'm like, you that spent is, too much time on... Okay. That's, that seems it's like... It's a YouTube video. She spent too much time on It's an on essay a, she wrote. She wrote an, an essay that was 10,000 words and she should have a thesis to it. I guess, like, but what is that? What like, yeah, like it's like the first thing you write in essay writing class is yeah, no, what is your thesis? And I didn't know her, and I didn't know her thesis, and I want to know her thesis. And I'm saying outside of an actual like academic situation, like we're not not everyone watching this is watching this for an argument. It's it's they're watching it. Because they are into her personality. They're watching it for entertainment. I have a a contrapoint to this. (laughs) The name contrapoints. I I don't, I just, I don't know. I just think like, I don't know with a subject like envy, like what. Yeah, no, there is a thesis about envy there. Like, I mean, that is. Why does it impact your life? What is important about it? Why am I talking about envy is a thesis on envy. And I didn't get that. And I was frustrated the entire time trying to figure out what she wanted to say about it. Like, I knew what she had to say about incels. She had a good thesis. Great when thesis. It, great thesis when it came to great incels. Great video. Absolutely deserved to Fantastic. get, like, a media fanfare. Which it did. Yeah. And her video. But videos- that's what she's living in the shadow of, is being labeled the, the alt-right whisperer and et cetera. Like- right. And, and, like, she had a good thesis. She had a good thing she was talking about. She had a clear message that she had in mind. I can watch that and understand what ContraPoints thinks 
as to why people become incels, what cultural forces lead to that, why you shouldn't be an incel, and what possible solutions there are to incel them. I can watch that and uh, tell you those things. Couldn't say that about Envy. Well, I think that it's quite a bit easier to talk about something like incels and how they become that way in a cogent way than it is to talk about envy. Then the, talk about the, something different. Well, I agree. Yeah, but like, I, I don't talk think... about Talk about SpongeBob SquarePants for 45 minutes and how he is the ubermensch. That but is funny. If you stay up late enough tonight, I will show you the uh, Cock Philosophy Simpsons video. He loves that video more than I do. <laughs> yeah, but or any other Jonas Cheka videos. Yeah, but like even within the world of ContraPoints, even within the world of YouTube political theses, this video in particular was not well crafted, was not well argued, and kind of slapped together a conclusion that made everybody angry. And that seems to tell me that she didn't know her audience, that she thought way too hard about it and reasoned herself out of a, a cogent video that she could have made, but didn't because she put too much pressure on herself. Also, there is something to be said about that conclusion, that there is a built-in defense to criticism of that conclusion of, well, these like extremely online people I'm talking about do absolutely exist. And if you're criticizing me, maybe you're one of them. Like, and that, that to me is like, I mean, to say that from the clips that you showed me, from what I've read about it, there's absolutely a layer of truth to what she's saying. Yeah. I, I wouldn't ever suggest otherwise. And, I mean, from the clips that I saw, she's discussing this, what I would call the, like, 19th century Russian nihilist strain of leftism of nothing matters except the revolution. Anything short of this messianic revolution event is a distraction from this messianic revolution event. And our goal as leftists is to continuously self-sacrifice for this messianic event and yeah there is a strain of that that absolutely exists that has an outside voice online that cynicism is an easy way to sound smart in a lazy way that you can just say like oh well that's stupid and you can kind of find a formula to live in that sphere and never actually have to engage with anything. And yeah, she was kind of speaking to that and that is true. But at the same time, it kind of builds in this defense of if you criticize her finer points, and I think from what I saw, from what I've heard, there are places to criticize, you can kind of get lumped in with that group. Yeah. Well, I also think this isn't the first time I've heard Contra make somewhat of the same argument about modern leftists and the idea that they're they're out here being so idealistic about which she also strikes me as someone who knows enough about it to know that using the word idealistic to an audience that has a more utopian. Specific, 
the, the way she used utopian, utopian yeah, excuse utopian. me, was absolutely yeah. a trigger for for Marxists. Yeah, so that like it's like I'm like she's got to be aware of that and just not care really. I don't think she is. I mean, you would expect I, I don't her think to be. She is necessarily. I think she has to be. You would expect her to be, but like I would never say contrapoints is not well read. It's not about being well read. It's but about she knows well what on, Lenin can... says about idealism. <laughs> she knows what idealism means. She but... argued online that she'd never read Marx before. Really? Yeah. That's that was a weird. thing. She like started to read in college, thought it was stupid, and then was like, should I read this again? And then she never went back to it huh. again. Yeah, okay. I mean, I'll, I'll again go back to she's a very intelligent liberal, yeah. and I don't need her to be a socialist. No, I think it is a blind spot. I think it is having to do more with uh, like a Reddit sphere of radical liberals, you know, rad libs who are populating this space that are arguing about trans identity that is endemic to all of these cultural fights and that's the only way that she engages with it and then there's this other force that comes out that are these like socialists who are like well you're not socialist enough and those are these utopians or those are these idealists who tell her that she's wrong and that she doesn't have the reading or the theoretical understanding of why they're telling her that and so she responds with like sweeping criticisms and yeah but i think you could also have that same reaction even if you are aware of why they're saying it to you like i've certainly met marxists who i know know what the fuck they're talking about who i still think are fucking bullshit like they're not doing anything they're not whatever they're being very critical of others and how adherent they are to their idea of marxism which you know i so I, I think you can come to that conclusion. It's all about giving a shit about what these people in the subculture are saying rather than interpret Well, it's her. not just a subculture. It, I mean, not to like be pedantic, but it is a long tradition of people believing that Marxism sure. is a science that will bring about a revolution from the age of like... I- the 1880s. Yeah, and, there, yeah, and there's I, just a specific and, use of the word utopian within Marxist theory that you can believe that a revolution is a necessary social force for bringing about socialism and not be a utopian. Those two things can exist at the same time. And they were pretty central to Marxist theme. Yeah, and there's yeah, like literal the, books in the way theory. the way somebody who is not familiar with Marx or who Which is does not what center Marx is acting like. What not even, but who does not center Marx, they're going to use utopian in the colloquial sense where they just mean a perfect place, a perfect society. Which is why general, it's so enraging. But, okay, cuz here's that is a stupid thing who speaks to somebody she, not reading. She, she knows but she's speaking to the tone and the attitude and not to the theory there. She's not actually criticizing There should the be theory. a two-second explanation, or two sentences explaining how you're using utopia. You are specifically talking about Marxism. You know some of your audience is Marxist. You're going to be using the word utopian a lot. And fairly certain 
She has done the reading, even if that reading is a bunch of stupid posts on her YouTube video. She is aware of what her using Utopian would mean without some qualification of, okay, this is how I'm going to use Utopian. Well, I, I agree. I just, oh, I don't know. It seems familiar to me in a weird way where I'm like, oh, when I'm in a setting where leftism isn't the commonality among everyone, when I'm in a setting where it's more of a mixed bag, it's more of a whatever, like I don't necessarily think Contra prioritizes speaking to the Marxists. Except for the fact that all of her videos, as we've been pointing out, have been a series of responses to her extremely weird audience that she has. Like, that is kind of who she's in a constant conversation with at this point in time. She originally, she originally started as a somewhat left and more learned space to try and de-radicalize alt-right people, or at least provide a counter to that, ergo contrapoints, that's her name. But, like, yeah, I mean, as we've said, the last however many and a half years, she has been in this conversation with her audience, and her audience does actually include a lot of Marxists, and the tone and arguments and people that she's speaking to in her videos if she's talking to a general audience of americans why the hell is she talking about revolution like a general audience of americans don't need to hear like oh actually a messianic revolution shouldn't be your primary concern because yeah for, frankly for a large uh, swath of americans a messianic re revolution event is not uh, their concern. Well, and that gets That's me fair. back to yeah. my that gets me back to my original point that her conclusion ends up being that socialists are the biggest enemies to other socialists, and that brings us to the utopian socialists, and I mean that in the very pedantic academic sense of Nathan J. Robinson. Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> who I have not read any of the statements and I don't care I already made my judgments <laughs> if there's any utopian socialists out there because he proud utopian socialists yeah. well once again contrapoints is a liberal not as an insult but because that is based on everything I've heard her say how she would be comfortable identifying a very enlightened liberal a very smart liberal but a liberal Nathan J. Robinson is a utopian socialist not as an insult, but because that's what he is. I'm neither of those two things, but I can respect people who have things that they've researched, believe in, and are fine with. And Nathan J. Robinson... But now let's get to the thing. ...hit his fall. What's the final story on this? Because I have no idea. <laughs> because Didn't bother to read. Because the story is that... It was initially that he... Fired people for unionizing. Fired people for trying to make a co-op out of the current affairs staff. And from, like, the three sentences I read about his, like, out of his, like, 20-page statement, it was like, oh, actually, these people were 
like making hiring decisions that I disagreed with, and it was kind of a diversity thing. So that's like how I got it. But then, like, he also said he wanted to have creative control. Yes, that was the the main thing that seemed to be what embittered him was the creative control aspect of it. And I will be frank, I tried to write an article for Current Affairs. They were standoffish. They were not very communicative. They seemed... You did work hard on this article. I and I, I will I will actually attest to this. Like, Steve actually, like, busted I, his ass to I write wrote, this fucking article. I wrote a 7,500-word essay about... We'll post it in the links. We're yeah. posting it in this the links. This is part of our Patreon. We're going to give my hard work. And so I interviewed two socialist candidates that were local to Brooklyn, and... I wrote up a huge essay. Uh, the pandemic hit. Wasn't sure if it was going to go to print. And then the current affairs staff dug their nails into it. They found a sentence or two that sounded like information that I took from Wikipedia, which may or may not have been taken from Wikipedia. I don't remember. As someone who has read both of the sentences, yes, you probably, it was a very inconsequential background fact sentence that you clearly, if you read those two sentences side by side, there were some words changed, but sure. You lifted it from Wikipedia. It was an unimportant background part of the sentence. But the solution to that is... That's Changing why, the fucking sentence. Yes, yeah, that's why we have editors and readers. That's why and we have people what who they look did, into this. And what they did was they tanked the entire essay and refused to print it on the night of the primary election for the Democratic Socialists. Right. That this were- article was time-sensitive. Steve interviewed people, actually like treated it like a fucking like article, and it was supposed to come out like the night before the primaries about these candidates from Brooklyn. Who he, ended he up had, winning. Yeah, he had another candidate lined up who dropped out. Dude fucking busted ass on this shit. And like, yeah, there was one sentence that and was let's be honest, an unimportant let's, background sentence of like, oh, so-and-so graduated from whatever No, college. no, what it was was I got information about a previous run that the guy... I'm not going to say his name, but that the previous run... It rhymes ran, with Ms. Burt. <laughs> He ran as a Green Party person, and I got some information about his Green Party run from probably Wikipedia, and they yeah, were I like... Yeah, I mean, you did... The wording was the same. <laughs> like, yeah, sure, you, like, lazily, like, it was a... Copy and paste situation. You know, you changed some words. It what was a they, What they could have done was they could have gone through the rest of the essay using one of those handy apps to see... Again, this is to why make you sure, have editors. To make sure that I... I mean, there's also programs that make sure right. you're not lifting entire paragraphs. Anyways, they tanked the article and they refused to pay me for the 20 to 30 hours that I spent writing this article. Right. And they've never gotten back into my good graces. And now that Nathan J. Robinson fired a bunch of staff and looks like a union buster makes my He's always looked like a union buster. Well, yeah, I mean he looks like somebody in an Anne Rice novel who 
also was played by Brad Pitt, who's very You might gay. be saying, doesn't he mean Ayn Rand? And no. the answer to that is no, he doesn't, but no. also yes. No, Interview with a Vampire. He yeah, looks I like a character said. from Interview with a Vampire, and he looks uh, like somebody that would bust a union. So what he did was he fired all these people, then he wrote an apology, then he tried to re-explain why he didn't fire all of them. And anyways, the media bubble took this and was like, oh, socialism is eating its own, and that when socialists try to do socialism, the people in charge who purport to be socialists end up being hypocrites, which works within my thesis that socialists are the enemies of socialism. You know, I'm not a fan of, um, we're eating ourselves and uh, arguments and No, it's a vein. fake argument. Yeah. It's a fake argument. And I'm, I'm putting it out there as a hyperbole yeah. because it's stupid. But these are a bunch of different stories that came out around mm-hmm. the same time about how socialism is eating their own that I yeah. thought I'd discuss. I Meanwhile, Baskar Sankara fucking riding this week out. Yeah, Jacobin good. is... Jacobin fucking, is... There is nothing being said about Jacobin right now. Yeah, no, Jacobin's just putting out things about how Stalin was bad and... Yeah. Are they? <laughs> yeah, they? yeah, they did a Stalin is bad one. I mean, he, he is, where, for the record, and he fuck you all. apparently traded uh, Jews back to the Nazis before. <laughs> yeah, that happened. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but... Really, then, it was Chamberlain's fault, but also... Also uh, Trotsky's fault. Yeah, whatever. That's what the Stalinists said. <laughs> you know, like, Trotsky is just being correct about things. <laughs> Trotsky's just being correct about things. So that's the lowdown on the current affairs firing. Which I just am really impressed with how many people just seem to exist who are like, guess what? I'm a socialist, everyone. Oops, I can't do the most basic thing. <laughs> like, that would be... Uh, uh, again, okay, so Nathan's various descriptions, uh, as someone who's read none of them, uh, his various <laughs> descriptions are very confusing because... Yes. I, I, like, do that thing where you just scroll and pick up words and then, like, don't go back to it. And it sounds like Nathan did absolutely nothing wrong. And then Nathan keeps apologizing. And it's like, dude, you got to pick a fucking lane. You read his explanations or even parts of his explanations or even you... Letters of words within the explanation. Yeah. And the conclusion you draw is... Uh, there were some reactionaries on his staff who were trying to undermine the core values of current affairs, and he let them go. And then you read Nathan J. Robinson's explanation, and he literally says, I'm sorry, every other fucking paragraph. Like, he's like... And there's well, a lot of paragraphs. I did it. I did wrong. <laughs> I apologize. I'm not defending what I... And then you read this, like, defense of what he did, that it's like, well, if that's true, um, I, I don't see why you're apologizing. Well, I think that he, in one way, is apologizing to the spectacle of how it looks in the media... And he's trying to do like a PR thing on top of that where 
I didn't actually do what was in the media, but the media makes me look bad, so I'm apologizing for what they think I did. And I just want to be clear, if you're thinking that I'm defending Nathan J. Robinson right now, my position has always cut been you if you are. that I disagree with him politically, and also I think he dresses stupid, he does. and therefore I don't care what the facts are, I just think he's wrong. And, and the newspaper is bad. What is truly being a socialist is to not care about the facts because, you know, facts can do whatever. I mean, facts can be fascist. Yeah, we're post-facts. Right. We're in a post-facts world, read Derrida. And the point is <laughs> that uh, what is really true is I dislike Nathan personally, so therefore everything he did was wrong. And that is how I feel. <laughs> well, primarily I'm familiar with him via mostly your hatred of him. Yeah, Steve. my hatred. So, also it. he looks like a guy I knew in high school who whose dad was a guy who owned like a I think it was a furniture store, but he mm. did like commercial like regional commercials <laughs> where Dude like, looks like he's wearing upholstery. Yeah. Yeah, like like uh, He's very tweed. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Like I mean, he okay, would have so, he would have a stuffed owl on his fucking shoulder. How Nathan J. He, he Robinson, a professor who definitely fucks a seventeen-year-old, is <laughs> is how uh, the man dresses is this, which is to say, uh, yeah, it's goofy, but I'm okay with myself enough to be kind of goofy, and I like these clothes, and that's how I dress. And on one level, that's fine. On another level, how he dresses is that dude who has, like, the third after his name and family, like, invented, like, shipping containers back in 1907. Which I think is accurate because I think his actual background is people from England that moved to the Louisiana Bayou. I think that is true. Actually. That is true. He his family's from England and they moved to yeah, Louisiana. He's the only non-Catholic old family of Louisiana. Yeah. Which is just like <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so he's like a he's like a southern dandy. Yeah, he's a poofter. Right. He he's basically an Irish unionist for Louisiana. I yeah. See. Well, so, fuck him. Uh, well, and I will say that he's definitely in leagues with Noam Chomsky. Yeah, well, I mean... Because Zizek told me that. Okay, this is, again, what an actual utopian socialist is. Yeah, that's why I wanted to bring it up. Because like, ContraPoints accused all of us of being utopians, and he is actually... Well, me. That. She accused me. You all are utopians, but she accused what? me, which is the real problem. What? <laughs> no, I was just being that person ContraPoints was describing. Um, no, if you want to use the technical uh, description of utopian socialist and you want to know... For a year. What is a... U- well, yeah, okay. If you want to actually read theory, you have to be a Marxist, sorry. But if you want to know what the current application of utopian socialism is... Yeah, it would be Nathan J. Robinson, Current Affairs, and Noam Chomsky. That is what utopian socialism is. It's a thing. It exists. You can agree with it or not. I don't. Other people do. Some of those people are nice people. 
it's fine. It's not an insult. It's just the word for the thing. So now getting to the other example of the left eating itself or whatever. You're a socialist and yet you uh, own things. The left is a... 69 Ouroboros of itself. Yep. Yeah, we're fucking <laughs> our and own also, mouth. for the right. record, like, Hassan is wrong about everything and, like, a dumb person who has bad <laughs> politics, but also it's fine that he bought a house. It, like, but it's totally cool. If we're working along the ideological spectrum, if ContraPoints is a liberal and Nathan J. Robinson is a utopian socialist... Hassan is a revisionist Marxist. Yeah, Hassan Which, would be like a half degree to the right of Basker if we're going to like continue this Okay, spectrum. let's not pretend Listen. that Hassan is not a himbo. He okay? is a handsome man. <laughs> He's yeah. a handsome man. That um, a lot of people expect a lot out of because yes. he's handsome. I, I Much expect like you nothing from expect him. a lot because you're not gay. I expect nothing from ContraPoints either, and I'm also attracted to ContraPoints, so there. Well. I don't watch ContraPoints videos. I listen to them. Oh, you're really missing out. Oh, that's, yeah. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're definitely listen, missing out. Fuck How, you, Stephen. When other time, I, I'm driving around in my delivery job. This is why he was so job. mad about the thesis being fuck shit, because he couldn't no, appreciate. No, actually, he was right about that. I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> Buddy, but. you're like post-thesis thesis is the I just don't think that's heard. the most important part It of- is. That is a bad thesis that you made. Do you notice how your thesis is being centered in this argument? Because that's literally what an argument... Yeah, but I'm, like, using it more correctly. But, yeah, anyway, the point is, uh, theses are important. Case in point, if theses... Theses, not theses. Whatever. Okay. I'm not fucking You guys fucking are like English. a bunch of French academics. Okay. If theses... That's what if, I'm going for. Okay, so... Essayist. Okay, first... If thesis... This is one point. First, if it'll connect to the next one. We have the introduction. Then I could ignore Bunny's thesis that thesis are not important. Theses! I didn't mean in general. I just don't think... That's what people were going to Contra for. I think she didn't produce. Uh, which Am she... I making a Baudrillard or a Leotard reference? <laughs> I don't know what you're referencing. No, I'm just referencing Bunny's insane postmodern uh, take. No, it's they have lots of theses. Right, but I'm also using postmodernism in the way. But anyway. You're using postmodern in the way where I'm like, Point who is, cares no about words? About it's Hassan. about feelings. Oh my God, they cared so much about words, though. <laughs> they did. But yeah, no, that was actually, like, that, that is, was their, that whole is thing. their whole thing. <laughs> that was their whole thing. Yeah, no. They, no, cared I, they so were much so about words. into words. Words and reality. It was so insane how much the post-structure modernist or whatever the fuck gave a shit about words. It they was, cared so much about super, it. Like, that was my thing. I, I like read them and I'm like, I don't give this much of a shit about words. And they cared so much and so do I. And that's why yeah, I no, care. Yeah, no, Steve likes them because he's I like a word man. I cared so much about them in college because I cared so much about words. Yeah. It's true. Imagine caring about these mouth sounds. <laughs> <laughs> 
Those are not the same thing. This as is words. not the same thing as words. No, oh, you mean that's you mean like my, the whole... my paper scratches? <laughs> oh, I think that that's you're like a the whole fucking logos bit. <laughs> logos, that's right. Logocentrism, baby. Yeah, that's right, man. There was nothing, and then there was the word, man. There's... If I say my cock in the middle of this sentence, it's logocentric. Oh man, I was about <laughs> to do. I was about to sample. I was about to sample a hymn <laughs> that features uh, the word logos, but then he said cock. Anyways, back to Hassan. He More like Judith Buckler. <laughs> so anyway, Hassan, he's one of them Turks. The, Buddy hates, but also I don't hate. I just no. Yeah. She just hate. She doesn't she hate. No, I only got mad at Hassan that one she, time he where he disparaged he is the Greek food. Greek food, yeah. Where I was well, like, yeah, because well, especially uh, well, also there was the time where actually uh, I have nothing here. I love Greek food so fucking much. I we can get Greek food for as much as I fucking love can making fun of Can we all go funny. to Yaya's? Yeah, Yaya's is good. Yeah, yeah. Have you been there? You've yeah, there. I've been there. It's so good. And I don't think they're Greek that make it, but... They're probably Turks. They're yeah. like... Albanians? I, like, Turks, like, you got a lot of crossover, especially if you're an island. And okay, so but this bit will be stop. put up on the Patreon. Also, Turks aren't, aren't owning that many restaurants. eugenics hour, where she describes the various phenotypes that are found... Do you want to know whether Armenians or Turks have, have larger wider, skull skull shapes? I was going to say wider noses, but uh, pay for our Patreon, and Bunny will tell you. Yeah. The only other criticism in this area I had of uh, of the Young Turks is Hassan. Uh, is. Uh, they had something weird uh, in the beginning uh, about the Armenian genocide. The Young Turks um, are a bunch of liberals. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I agree. Yeah, but I think like, Hassan uh, in particular is a himbo. Uh, but not, he's I just, also better than the Young Turks. Yeah, he is, and he doesn't work for them anymore. No. He doesn't work for them he's anymore. He's an independent entrepreneur who has a family that needs a $3 million house. Yeah, okay, again, like, you own shit and yet you're socialist is not a reasonable criticism to even address, and I say that we well, should Well, I just don't know, it. I just don't know what, if you are this person who's like, how dare you? I met how those fucking people dare you? this Like, week. I can get it, okay, the only stripe of that that I will at all validate are the people who are like, okay, yeah. Maybe if this guy can buy a $3 million house, maybe he doesn't need me to donate to his whatever. Uh, the like, reason he can do that is because you donate. Yeah. Like, it's, but I it's mean, a like business maybe model. It's, it's, it's a business model that know. exists in a system we all agree is unjust. But Please donate to our Patreon. Yeah, no. Donate to Please, our Patreon. God, I don't uh, want to work for famous birthdays until I die. Yeah, no. Steve needs to eat um, something with protein this week. So please donate. We have uh, a special this week for if, if we manage to get $5 or more of donations, Steve will have a can of tuna delivered to his house. That's true. Uh, I like we'll tuna. make sure it that happens. He will be able to eat $5 in the corner. Uh, but I'll monitor it because I did get mercury poisoning once from eating too much Whoa. tuna. Whoa. Being cheap. I, 
I want to get Venus poisoning so. though. I want the next planet. Yeah. Venus poisoning. Venetian? Venus poisoning is the fuck poisoning. Yeah. yeah, it's the fuck poisoning. That's right. You get Venus poisoning. That means you like had too much sex. Yeah, and your hair is too luxurious. Oh my god, it already is happening. It is. It's oh my god, to me, listener, his hair I is have very luxurious. Venus poisoning. Steve has the poisoning yeah. of. His dick is doing so I, much work. So, like, even though I'm not, like, a huge fan of Hassan, like, in particular, like, in that I don't, like, watch his twitches and et cetera. I but do. this I this alone made me want to... But when I do, he's crying about something I don't know. He is yelling at his... He is just... My favorite thing with Hassan is just the sheer hatred he has for his, every life decision he's made and the people he has to deal with as a result of those life decisions. He's just like constantly calling one of his audience members retarded. And like... It's, it's true. Just like, no, that's all it is. It's you turn on Hassan... Because he eats too much creatine. You turn on Hassan <laughs> at any fucking time and he's like, What? What's that you think? Yeah, well, fuck you, you fucking fuck. You don't understand imperialism, you fucking oh, swine. Oh, oh, great oh, argument. Oh. Yeah, no, that's Hassan. No, I, but that's Hassan the only reason is constantly I get caught at it, them for their weird Turk stuff is because they're like imperialism. I'm like, well, okay, we need to separate Hassan from Shank. Um, no, that's but, fair. But. No, Hassan is constantly the always sunny gang in the like heightened state of argument where it's just like random gibberish that they're just like making sounds well, out of their mouths. Okay, my thing with, with Hassan as a regular Hassan watcher is that his job is pretty easy in that he, he generally just watches the news. And it is better to watch the news with Hassan facilitating a bunch of leftist critiques of the news as he watches the news than just somebody watching the news going in cold. And I think that's a pretty good function for somebody who's like, oh yeah, I'm interested in leftism, but I'm watching CNN and they're in Afghanistan and I don't know what to think about it. What does yeah. Hassan have to do? Absolutely, It is a... Pretty good value. does a job that's good. And it's like 12 hours a day, and he watches the news. And he argues with all of his uh, donators because they're all fucking children that deserve to be put down and thrown into a corner. And that's fine, because that serves a function for him to make his thesis, which is that... In Imperialism is bad. Erdogan also is bad. He makes that abundantly clear. He does, yeah. Like, that's fine. That's a fine thing. I wish that there were more people that would watch the news with you that was like, that's fucking bullshit. Pelosi's a fucking skank. She yeah. doesn't deserve the credit that she gets. Oh my gosh. I just, I do need to take a time out to interject that uh, I believe last week I said I was going to this baby shower and I was like, ooh, I hope somebody says something crazy to me. And of course there was a handful of anti-vaxxers that I came across, but somebody I know started being like, and I didn't put it together because of how she was communicating it. But she was like, well, I don't know. I just know that 
I don't want to put things in my body. And you know what? There's a lot of things I can't say. You know, everyone hates Trump. But what about that other lady who got her hair done? And I was like, is she talking about Nancy Pelosi? <laughs> like, like, it was just the way she said it. What about that other lady who got her hair done? And I was like, I is that? I have no idea what's being even referenced. So she's indicating that she's somewhat of an anti-vaxxer or that she's like vaccine hesitant. Also, someone did indicate that they do think it was made in a lab. So I was like, yikes, I uh, got to go over here. Which, to be fair... How can you say that is unreasonable given that when I was living with my parents, I saw multiple NBC News stories that were very much presenting Uh, that theory as plausible. I won't disparage it too hard because I believe even fucking Jon Stewart uh, went on fucking Colbert and said so much. No, liberals liberals got on that narrative the moment Trump I think what we need to really endorse is the lab leak theory and that it's a good thing that China made it in a lab and destroyed capitalism. Yeah, that's actually pretty good. Yeah. Well, see, my issue with it is purely stupid as always. It's that if I were, okay, if I were a bad guy, a bad group, and I want to do something nefarious, like making a virus that is uh, unpredictable in how it will, the outcome and how it will manifest, seems like a really dumb crapshoot. Yeah, if I'm already serious. an evil mastermind who's got access yeah, no, to my, a biological weapon sort of lab, my, why my thing am is, I playing these games? <laughs> my thing is it didn't happen because like um, it, no one with expertise says that that's a plausible theory. Also, they've been saying the, for 15 years a novel coronavirus was the most likely form yeah, of another... Yeah, and the idea that um, liberals literally jumped on this theory the minute Trump left office so it was no longer coded Republican is just extremely plain. And uh, it's one also, of the more disgusting... I- also, Thanks. I feel like, uh, yeah, there's just a lot of secret. Anyway, you're an incredibly idiotic friend as we finish off our second hour. <laughs> well, look, Hassan's fine. He can buy as many houses as he fucking wants. Um, that's not like. Nathan J. Robinson can destroy as many newspapers as he wants. <laughs> see? See? Uh, ContraPoints can keep making liberal. She can fucking so never have another thesis. point or a thesis again. She <laughs> in any absolutely have a thesis. The PCS thesis for the night is Contra bad qualified. Nathan bad who gives a shit. Hassan good based. Good based. based absolutely yeah. based himbo. Do another Armenian genocide. I don't give a shit. Uh, see. <laughs> Too far. Always. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Shut up, Christian Turk. So I'm gonna I'm gonna facilitate the five or so uh, people in entertainment who care about things like the Armenian genocide who aren't the Long live greater Azerbaijan. Oh God. No man. What look. I work. I work with a lot of Balkans. A lot of Karabakh is Azerbaijani. I work for some Azer. I work with some uh, Azerbaijani, and uh, they got they they fucked up a job recently. So look, mm. the ones here, the ones Suspect. there. 
You're fucking up. You're sus. Fun uh, fact, in the top 10 chess players of today, there is one Armenian and one Azeri. Mm-hmm. Is that MVL? MVL is French as fuck. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maxime, Le- Maxime Vichir Lagrave is French. No, it's Ar- Levon Aronian, who Aronian. I think you were trying to say with the L's and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then... I want to say his name is Shakir Mamadrabov is the Azari, <laughs> but uh, I don't totally remember his name, but Aronian's definitely the Armenian who just moved to America, so now he's American, baby. That's right. Yep. This is how America wins he, a chess. He moved to one specific part in Illinois. Some might call that Missouri. Missouri. But, uh, oh, okay. Those people would just be, you know, the small population that knows where the city of St. Louis St. is located. Louis. Uh-huh. Um, the rest of us would definitely call it Illinois, and we should all call it Illinois. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, basically. I Look, I just want to interject that I would call it Missouri just because I am a uh, fan of Nelly and the St. Lunatics. So mm. all of my St. Louis knowledge is pretty much funneled through. Through Nelly? Through yeah, Nelly and the St. Lunatics. like one of the top. Murphy Lee. This is like the guys, song. You you don't know that he had a group called the Saint Lunatics. I want to know auxiliary. about this group. It was a guy Murphy Lee. He had a, a mask. Look, I'll show you that video after. Oh yeah, after <laughs> our next video. Right. Look at me. I'm a Robert Plant. Wait, no, no. I'm a Roger Daltrey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We just got those. Who are you? Won't get fooled again. Bob O'Reilly. Oh, man. Should we, Bob O'Wasteland. Should we look up Teenage and go do karaoke? I'm down. I'm down for karaoke. I was going to tell Matt to play us out with Anyway. anyway Matt's uh, going to choose none of those. Good songs. night, people, and good luck. And uh, who are you? Who are you? Gay, 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 gay. Homosexual. Who are you? I woke up with a dick in my mouth and a face in my cum. <laughs> All right, good night. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a read that bitch. I'm a school that bitch. I'm a take that bitch to college. I'm a give that bitch some knowledge. I'm a read that bitch. I'm a school that bitch. I'm a take that bitch to college. I'm a give that bitch some knowledge. I'm a read, I'm a read, I'm a read. I'm a read, I'm a read, I'm a read. I'm a read that bitch. I'm that bitch.